We're living through one of those changes that historians will mark the end of one era and mark the beginning of another. T-E-T-C. The end times continue. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the end times continue. Recording on this the second of October. Boy, spooky season. Ah, finally. Uh, yeah, I am Dino, and you are. I am Ace. How's it going today, man? Oh, pretty good, pretty good. You know, just you know, the past week or so, there's been like, oh, we're probably going to get nuked. Oh, maybe we're not. Oh, maybe we are. You know, yeah. that sort of thing. Yeah, uh, certainly there's yeah. there's people out yeah, there just who the usual. would love for that to to occur. Um, yeah, there's some Twitter um, Twitter thread. I don't even remember like what like uh, news publication it was, but they were posting like, "Hmm, you know, if we get nuked, here's uh, here's all the places we should nuke or something like that." Something it was just like, "Okay, just please just delete your account, just go away." To, they were like, just, trying to put together like like publish a target list. Yeah, or yeah, just, they were just trying to say here. Here, here's what the next steps would be uh, if we got nuked, if the United States got nuked and uh, our retaliatory plans. Uh, it's like, OK, just go away. Please. Stop. Uh, uh, I, there are multiple problems with that, not the least of which is I don't believe it for a second, because why would that be publishable? Like, why would that right, information yeah, I, be public? Yeah, it was more just like editorial speculation type thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, right. yeah. Right. It, it, it's it's one of those, it, I I can't I don't believe for a moment that any of these people have any insight into Oh no. Into no, that. Yeah, no. At all. Yeah, no. They were just trying to get clicks. You know, it's it's bad on purpose to make you click as uh, <laughs> uh someone famous a famous locked account on Twitter always says. <laughs> Remember, it's bad on purpose to make you click. Yeah, that's right. Um yeah, it's uh I, I we'll talk about that a little bit. I think today a little bit later. Yeah, because yeah, the, the the nuke thing is just I don't know. I guess it's appropriate. It's October. We can all be skeletons. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh, I hate it. Well, <laughs> you did send a funny thing. Yes, you did send a funny. So thing. I don't. I think we should just play it and then we'll give context afterwards because I think that'd be funnier. I agree. Yeah. Here it is. And so many of you know so much about this as well. Man. It's low. Yeah, it's really low. Here. I'll start it over. After I give it a little bit of juice. And so many of you know so much about this as well, and you're committed. And I want to thank all of you here for including bipartisan elected officials like Representative Governor, Senator Braun, Senator Booker, Representative Jackie, are you here? Where's Jackie? I didn't think she was, she was going to be here to help make this. And so many of you. No, know so she was going to be here. No, wait, let's, <sighs> he's, Joe Biden is at the White House Conference on Hunger, Nutrition and Health. And you may be wondering, why did we play this clip? What significance does this even have? Of course. Uh, who is ja- who is this Jackie person he's uh, he's talking about uh, at the end of the clip? And why, why was she supposed to be there? Well, Representative Jackie Walorski was a Republican representative from Indiana. And uh, she died in a car crash in August. Oh, my God. 
Where's Jackie? Is she here? No. <laughs> she was supposed to be here. <laughs> and you know what? You know what? Even the you know what the best part of this is. Biden issued a statement of condolence after her death. <laughs> of course, so, the intern typed that shit up. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, like, we're watching, like, I tr- I genuinely believe he probably did know about it, uh, but he just forgot. Like, he, he just, com- he was just, you know, this, I think we're seeing the uh, the live representation of a person with severe dementia oh, yeah. crumbling before our eyes oh, yeah. on national television. It's horrible <laughs> age-related, it age-related yeah. mental deficiency. This is, I mean, yeah. there's no way. Because he was at least somewhat competent. I mean, he's always yeah. been a scumbag and a cheat, and 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 he's always been a yeah. guy who, he's always... Uh, he's always had gaffes, but not like... He's no, always had gaffes, but even worse than gaffes, he's always been fucking shitty at talking to people so much so that he stole speeches and that's what lost him the right. presidential election in what was it 86 yeah. um so <laughs> it's it's like it's not like <laughs> it's it's not i mean so he's always been an idiot but he's never been retarded right yeah it's <laughs> um did you see oh, what if this wasn't joe biden if this was not joe biden this would like be genuinely sad and depressing that some old man is being like propped up on television we get to watch his oh, uh, dementia attack him but, the, it, it, but because it's joe biden it's kind of uh, morbidly hilarious look people have been saying like for example no agenda was saying all the way back when he was first running that that, that not first running but for this cycle yeah. um that this is elder abuse and i have to agree yeah like this is really bad <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Did you see what? Uh, uh, okay, so Corinne Jean Pierre, if that's how you pronounce her name, I can't remember. I can never remember how to pronounce her name. But she. Did you see what she had to say after this event? No, I don't she think was so. being she was being asked by reporters about this. Uh, she's the she's the spokeshole for the White House. Oh yes, I did. Um, I have it here. If you'd like to listen, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it is amazing. I'll try to make sure the the uh, audio is right. Okay. It's a couple of days. Final one. What happened in the hunger event today? The president appeared to look around the room uh, for an audience member, a member of Congress who passed away last month. He seemed to indicate she might be in the room. What, so, what so the president w- was, uh, as you all know, you guys were watching uh, today's event, a very important event on uh, food insecurity. The president was naming. Uh, the congressional champions on this issue and was acknowledging her incredible work. He had uh, he had already uh, planned to welcome the congresswoman's family uh, to the White House on Friday. There will be a, a bill signing in her honor this coming Friday. Uh, so, of course, she was on his mind. She was of top of mind uh, for the president. He uh, looks very much looks forward to discussing her remarkable legacy of public service with them when he sees her family this coming Friday. He said, Jackie, are you here? Where's Jackie? She must not be here. No, I totally understand. I just I just explained she was on top of mind. Uh, um, you know, she, this wasn't what we were able to witness today and what the president was able to lift up uh, in this uh, at this conference at this event uh, was how her uh, her focus on um, wanting to uh, oh boy. Uh, deal with combat stumble more. <laughs> 
And this is something that he was lifting up and honoring. And again, he knows that he's going to see her family this coming Friday. There is a bill signing uh, that's going to happen. Oh, naming a VA clinic in, in Indiana after the late Congresswoman. He knows that he is going to see her family. And she was a top of mind. Does anyone actually like buy that for shit? Oh my god! Like, is there I anyone can't who imagine. actually like like look? You imagine like so someone's on the top of your mind or something. It's like you. I mean, let's say there's some historical figure on the top of your mind. Do you go like, oh, Mar Marcus, Marcus Aurelius? Are you here? <laughs> <laughs> it's like. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> it's like, like I, I just don't understand like how they're trying to bridge that connection and how anyone, anyone in their right mind could think, oh, yeah, I do that all the time. Yeah, I always mistake dead people for alive people. Yeah, it's yeah. <laughs> it's, it wouldn't be if, if it was, if he knew what the fuck was going on, he wouldn't say, yeah. where's Jackie? Is she here? He Yo, would say, the late here? Jackie yeah. Walorski, a champion on this issue. Like, he would exactly. say something. He wouldn't say, exactly. uh, where's Jackie? Jackie is she here? Here? Where's Jackie? Yeah. <laughs> I guess she <laughs> stepped out. Yeah, yeah life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is, this, is this Jackie in the room with us right now? <laughs> Dude, I, oh I can't. She, she, when, when, uh, when she says what we were able to witness, I just wanted to say was a dementia attack, like, like it was yeah. Alzheimer's, active brain degradation in an elderly man. That's what we were able yes. to witness. <laughs> yeah. That... <laughs> oh my god. That yeah, just, it's just top of mind, you know? Just like that's just what you do when you're thinking of someone. You uh you imagine them in the room with you and I, when they're dead and <laughs> I wish, I wish with all my heart cuz I've had <clears throat> nobody uh in my immediate No, that's a lie. Uh, <laughs> my grandparent with the uh, have a grandparent with dementia. But the um no it's it's not as severe I don't think as, as what Biden might have, but I wish, I wish there have been family friends and stuff. I wish that I could just sit back and say, boy, well, that's just tragic. Joe Biden, uh, you know, out there with his dementia and his Alzheimer's out of government. You know, I, I wish I could just go, boy, that's, that's just a sad thing. That's always sad. Yeah. No, he's the fucking president. Right. I have to laugh because it's insane. Yeah. <laughs> And we all have to do this, you know, emperor has no clothes, but we all have to pretend he does uh, yeah. situation where everyone has to pretend what they're seeing is anything other than a dimension riddled old man uh, sitting in this highest seat of power. Oh, it's horrifying. <laughs> yeah, it's just that's the thing. Everybody freaking out about about, uh, you know, who has their finger on the red button. Right. That's what we kept hearing with Trump. Is he stable enough? And also I'm just sitting here like right. this dude's brain does not work. Why are we? Yeah, what it's is jello. The, <laughs> I can't. I just cannot comprehend yeah. at all the 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 level of the farcical nature of what people are pretending with regard to Joe Biden, especially like the media and stuff like that, where it's like where where the the everybody's acting like this isn't happening. Right. Right. 
It's like some horrible tragedy where everyone's just pretending like, oh, it's not real. It's not. It's, he's totally. He's he's a stable genius. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> if we just pretend hard enough, you know, it'll all be okay. Fucking insane. Yeah. Well, uh, I don't want to. I said the red button. I keep trying to bring it up, but I'm not going to yet. <laughs> because we have something else. Um, now you also oh, yeah. you also shared this uh, this tweet um, with Giuliani speaking. Yes, Mr. Rudy Giuliani of the Melting Scalp, yeah. or whatever it was that was occurring. Um, uh, formerly, is he still an attorney? Does he still practice? I can't remember. I don't know. Uh, I can't yeah, I don't remember know, actually. if he's still active, but uh, formerly an attorney, um, I guess. Uh, also, maybe a mayor. Oh yeah, once one one time mayor. Um, the attorney thing is what's. Can you tell what's top of mind for me? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't really give a fuck about the mayor of New York. <laughs> True. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe that slipped my mind. <laughs> Rudy, are you here? Exactly. <laughs> well, this is uh this is a this is this is the uh you shared this uh this video here yeah. and I'm just going to play it cuz I haven't actually watched it. I read the quote, but I have oh, not yeah. listened to this video yet. So I just want to play it and okay. see uh cuz it's horrifying. <laughs> it's yeah. happened. They're going to be overthrown. The people of Iran obviously have now had enough. The sanctions are working. The currency is going to nothing. They're where Russia was. They're where Poland was. We see signs of young men and women saying, give me some food. We saw a sign of a man trying to sell his internal organs for 500 American dollars. Probably a fortune in Iran today. Probably. This is truly pitiful. You could just These do that conversion. The conditions that lead to successful revolution and God willing nonviolent revolution. <laughs> what a fucking retard. Oh my god. Going to be the sanctions are working. The sanctions are working because people are trying yeah. to sell their organs for 500 bucks. Yeah, and he's like, "Look, they're working, everyone. It's working. These people are on death's door. Yeah, we're starving we, a whole population. We did it's it, great. Patrick. We saved the city. <laughs> Dude, I I can't. Oh my god. I, I I don't. This is this is he's talking about Iran here, but this yeah. is what they're saying about Russia too. Oh yeah. Like this is this is what they want. This is the result that they want: starving people. That's the result that they yeah. want. And this is like this idea that oh, hopefully, God willing, nonviolent revolution. Oh, what a dumbass! <laughs> As if, for one, for one, it's like when these people talk of sanctions, what they're really saying is we will blockade your entire country and not allow anyone to trade with you for vital medicine and uh, and food and other services until you're at the brink 
of starving to death. You and your entire family are at the brink of starving to death, where then maybe you will overthrow this regime that we don't like. Yeah. That is what they mean when they say we want to use sanctions here. Because obviously, sanctions don't actually hurt the uh, the actual like uh, people no. at the top of the oligarchy, right? Never They're the has. last ones to be hurt. They are the last people to ever be hurt by sanctions. So in order to actually hurt them by saying, if someone wants to argue, well, no, the sanctions hurt the leaders. No, 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 no. Yeah, maybe maybe all the way down the line when the country has basically collapsed at that point, but you've you've just ran over every other poor person and, and middle class person in that country in order to hurt the you the regime. You know, it's like. it's an attempt, and, and that's best case scenario. Best yes. case scenario. It's an attempt to cause food insecurity. It's an attempt to cause yes. an economy to collapse. That's the whole purpose. Yes. And and so the, this this idea that and again this is the same playbook that they're trying to play with Russia, this this right. idea that that we can just make though we can make those people over there desperate enough that they'll just start yeah. killing their killing their uh, their politicians and and overthrow things. Right. And when he when he makes this fucking lip service, by the way, nonviolent revolution. I've, I've, <laughs> Never heard of it. Um, yeah. <laughs> when, when they start making, when they start paying lip service, maybe even nonviolent revolutions, like you, you're dealing with a totalitarian regime. What yeah. what kind of nonviolent revolution overthrows a totalitarian regime? I've never seen it. Right. I've never also, heard of it. As it. And also the hypocrisy of saying like, as if sanctions aren't violent themselves, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like they're always framed as, oh, well, sanctions aren't violent. It's just like, it's just like, you know, um, oh God! I've seen some people try to make the claim that well, it's just like in, you know, in a libertarian society, you're just boycotting a certain place. No, no, no! You're you're saying I'm going to use violence on anyone who tries to trade with these people who are being caught in the crossfire. It's, here. it's that's what a school, sanction is. It's old school picket line shit, where it's like if you try yes. to cross this line, you're gonna get yes, your you'll ass get, beat. That's right. It's an it's an explicit threat of violence. Yes. So this idea that uh, that's that's that is nuts. I haven't. I look. I don't argue with as many with as many people or or even take in as much opinion online yeah. as as you do certainly. But um, I have not seen that. Or I guess and I've only I seen have it a not couple seen times. But yeah, that argument that it's, it's just like boycotting a country. What the fuck? Yeah. No. It yeah. Isn't. No, it's not. <laughs> And also, when they say it would be like it would be like if there was like some murderer in your town or something, right? And you haven't caught him, and maybe the people just aren't willing to like risk their lives to go you know, catch this murderer. But a na- let's say a neighboring town over says, "Nope, we are going to blockade all access to any food outside your town until you go catch this murderer and, and risk your life and probably die in the process." Uh, and you know, and that's even a gen a, a generous analogy there. Yeah, but it's absolutely. uh. But it, it's still uh, applicable in the sense that other people are threatening your life, uh, threatening you with starvation and uh, destitution uh, if you don't do what they want. It's just <laughs> so, it's just a siege tactic. It's just yeah, a, a it, siege it tactic where you're just trying to start people out of the walled city. That's all you're trying to do. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> yeah. It's and, and, and you have Rudy Giuliani here. Oh, the sanctions are working. We saw a man trying to sell his organ. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good thing. Fucking right. what? Honestly, I would rather the CIA just old school like foment revolution. Like I would rather right. that 
If I'm being 100% honest, I would rather the CIA just go back to the old school regime change playbook as opposed to, you know, where they try to assassinate people as opposed to... Instead of using body shields. Exactly. To try to do it for themselves. Yeah, Yeah. I I can understand, like, there's more honor in just getting your hands dirty yourself rather than, like, trying to uh, make innocent people get their hands dirty because you want them to and you're trying to coerce them to, it's just, yeah, it's sick. And, and the fact that these types of people will just out and out say, yeah, the sanctions are working. It's like, wh- wh- when when they say sanctions, uh, or when most people hear sanctions, they, they just think, oh, yeah, uh, they're putting a lien or a penalty on the rulers of some regime. Well, what's wrong with that? What they don't see is all the starving children who are now dying because they can't access uh, food or water or um, easily available medicine that they need to be that they need imported into their country right they don't see that of course not well they don't see all the people i mean this is the thing too if you ever play um i know you play video games uh the mm-hmm. you ever play russian games like these russian video games and stuff that are like indie developed russian games i don't think so oh there's 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 several of them um i play a i play a couple there's things like escape from tarkov and stuff like that which i think actually oh, okay yeah, might be yeah ukrainian but in any case there's there's a ton of russian developed indie games and one of the things that they've been saying as far as like supports goes and stuff like that is like it's really difficult for them to get payouts from uh, from like online uh, donations pages and stuff like that. It's it's really hard for them oh. to get payouts. And so they're they're that trying to find workarounds. So it's not just it, it, that that is to say, I mean, these people aren't starving, but right. their ability to make a living utilizing the They're global... still suffering more than they should be or more right. than it would be if yeah right you're, you're taking away their ability to 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 monetize their skills on on the internet that's that's one of the one of the great things about the internet has been the ability for people to monetize their skills and the, to teach themselves things and monetize that yeah the like whole collectivist narrative that you know well you're russian so there you're from russia or you are russian therefore you know you're dangerous it's like do you remember when they were taking like uh russian vodka out of stores uh early on <laughs> oh yeah and like that whole bullshit it's like this is so like idiotic that it's hard to believe that people actually think that oh yeah this is a good thing or oh yeah this makes sense it's like just I, I can't even make it's hard to make inroads with people like this because it's, if you genuinely think, you know, oh, yeah, that Russian guy, he, he's probably a bad person. And I don't want to associate with him because of what, you know, some oligarch, uh, you know, who he has no connection with whatsoever is doing something who is also Russian. It's like, oh, they, they must have, you know, linked responsibility or something. Exactly. In some regards. Like, this is just stupid. This is how bad it is. There's a Russian general store here in town, a, mm-hmm. a Russian general store. And and uh, my girlfriend and I went there uh, not recently. It was a while back, but it was after the Ukraine stuff popped off, basically right after. Yeah. And the word Russian was taken down off the sign. The sign just said Russian general store like it was. It's very literal. <laughs> um, but the word Russian was taken down off the sign. Mm-hmm. They like they, it was That's, just gone. Uh, and the. the it, I went in the, by the way, I have to say, if you live in an area that has stores like that, go in there because there's some awesome fucking really cool. It's cool. It's weird how cool I think it is. It's this, it's like Soviet 1980s era, um, 1970s and 80s era. Uh, of course, it's all 
uh, it's all copies and stuff. It's none of it's original, but it's like Soviet memorabilia, like Zippo lighters and stuff that have the mm-hmm. the uh, <laughs> like the the big uh, hammer and sickle on them and stuff with the gold filigree uh-huh. around it. It's it's so cool. <laughs> I just love that aesthetic. I don't know why. <laughs> I love the, that fucking stupid Soviet aesthetic where everything's olive drab and red. I don't know why I love it so much. Oh, yeah. It's a good it's a good color combination. <laughs> anyway, I, 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 that's how bad it is, is there's this store that had to fucking took the word Russian off their storefront because yeah, people are fucking idiots. Right. And, you know, it's just like after 9-11, like how people of any type of like Middle Eastern descent or anything like that were just viewed in a certain way after right. 9-11 for no reason in particular not like, just them no... either but it was like indians were catching shit yeah yeah, yeah. indians uh sheiks like... sikhs, yeah right indians and sikhs were catching a, a bunch of shit yeah. for that and it was uh people, people can't fucking think yeah yeah it, it's just like oh you look like bad person who attacked me Therefore, I, uh, you know, I, I attack you or whatever. It's just like, oh, it's just so dumb. Um, speaking of people who don't fucking know anything, uh, yeah. did you see the video going around of that Sikh guy at a school? I can't remember what college it was. Um, it might have been one of the Carolinas. Shit, now I can't remember. But he was uh, arrested because he wouldn't take off his cure pen. He was okay. wearing he was wearing his cure pen and, and he wouldn't take it off. Yeah. And the cop arrested him. Mm-hmm. Uh and he posted a video of it online. It is it is such a discouraging video to watch. It's just it's really upsetting. Cause it, there's the, the, the wearing of the cure pen is protected. It's uh, yeah, it's part of their like, their practice. Yes, it is it is part of the religious practice of of, of Sikhs. And um yeah. The cure pen, generally they're not even like real knives anymore. They're generally dull. Like they're they're just knife shaped. Um can't they, can't they even take them on planes or am I yeah. um Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes, they can. They, they, it's totally protected. You can wear them in, in like federal buildings where you're not supposed to have weapons, yeah. or whatever, you're allowed to have those. Okay. Um, yeah. It's it's totally protected. Uh it's protected in a few ways. Um there have been some Supreme Court decisions, I think that would it, it, there has not been a direct Supreme Court precedent on the cure pen, but uh, not that I could find. Um, but there have been several circuit decisions, and the Religious Freedom Restoration Act, the RIFRA, um, protects that effectively, such okay. that such that anytime somebody gets taken in for that or whatever, or they get arrested for bringing it into a federal building or whatever, they they get um, the the case gets dismissed because the RIFRA is it protects. The cure pen. Right. So that's the, it's one of the things that there's not many cases because the cases always get dismissed. They, the cases always fail. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Which is a good thing. Yeah. It's like I, I would, I would hate for someone to have to fight all the way to the Supreme court for yeah, something yeah. that's pretty, pretty clearly uh, protected religious practice. Yeah. <laughs> In any case, that just, that, that just, that just came to mind because we were talking about Sikhs, but mm-hmm. It is. It is indicative of that collectivist kind of mindset where it's like, oh yeah, uh, Sikhs after Sikhs, Indians after nine eleven. That's that's what, that's the thing that blows me yeah. away the most is the Indians, where it's just like these these people don't even look like Arabs. <laughs> what are you fucking talking about? <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude, it, it, it's wild. It's just like you know, 
they just take this almost like like I don't know. I I I I've often thought about like okay, where does like collectivism and tribalism really like come from? And I think there's a really good case to be made that it is like I don't want to say hardwired, but at least evolutionarily softwired to a very strong extent. It is an it is an innately uh, human thing. It, it's yes. it's it's one of those things. Obviously, that... our ability to associate things by kind uh, has very well has helped us like evolutionarily, right? And um, to associate each other by by kind. I mean, look if you're if you're in a situation sure. where where. Uh, I mean, I guess we are now too. But in a situation where where a stranger is literally dangerous to you, you don't know what that guy's going to do. Um, right. The the ability to recognize your tribe in a in a, in a literal sense is right. is valuable. Um, yes. So it, it makes sense evolutionarily, but yes, it it's does. also one of those things that when applied where it isn't helpful, <laughs> it becomes yes. a problem. But the people who don't use their rationality to keep it in check uh, often go down these roads of like, oh, well, you know, they just let it, they just let it go like pure primal instinct. Right. Just like, oh, well, this person who attacked me looked like this. You look like this, you know, um, uh, monkey brain turn on uh, threat, you know, <laughs> that's exactly the amygdala yeah. takes over. That's one of the things that's yeah. interesting to me is this idea that. And I've seen it's it's such a strange sort of um, inconsistency that you see with a lot of people who defend um, that kind of thinking. For example, you were arguing with a guy who was talking about tattoos. Yeah. Um, yes, I was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, that was a fascinating conversation because that dude was like, "What?" I, I it, it blew my especially now, especially now with where tattoos are socially now, right? And who gets them? Every right. fucking white girl, you know what I mean? Like it, it, it kind of blew my mind the the shit he was saying. But the the it, it's it, it always kind of confuses me how you'll have people with, uh, and I'm gonna assume the values for a second because they 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 seem to coincide. Um, I could be wrong in specific cases, but in a general sense, I see these values coincide a lot where, where people are, are totally willing to defend their collectivist tendencies on that basis, the basis yeah. that tattoo yes. guy was arguing on. Um, and yet if you, if you suggest to them that mankind is no more than an animal, they get very mm-hmm. offended. So right. it's this weird yeah. sort of leaning into what they what they say what what they agree is a natural right. instinct, a natural part of the human psychology that is in, that is evolutionarily valuable, um, an animal part of the of human psychology, right. and and yet when you suggest that mankind is merely an animal, they get very offended by that. Right. Yes. Uh, it, it's a very weird disconnect. Uh, I've seen it as well because oftentimes. Uh, and again, this is just a general statement. I'm not attacking it. I'm not saying anything else about it. I'm just saying that a lot of these people tend to have like very religious views. So when when they talk about like, well, it's just my human instinct to uh, be like this. It's like, OK, I don't see how that is one way or the other here or there. Uh, you know, you're just the fact that you have an instinct doesn't it doesn't say that it's good or bad. It just says you have an instinct. Um so, like, like when they try to couch their entire argument on, well, it's just a natural inclination that I have. It's like, okay, well, I, I could come up with some natural inclinations that I'm sure you would find horrifying. Uh, uh, yeah, <laughs> every person like, has I, them. <laughs> right. So, I, like, 
it's just very weird to me that they would uh they would couch it in uh couch the argument in a basis where they would later reject when that basis was used against them right it's, it's very it's just very inconsistent and you know I, I expect that at this point from a lot of people so it's not too shocking it's just such an interesting sort of uh... yeah but, but yeah the tattoo thing in particular right because it's like uh, my argument was like look historically uh tattoo uh in the past tattoos were uh made people assume that this person had been to prison or was you know or escaped prison or something like that um that's or, how they or was otherwise affiliated with criminality like that's the thing that's that right. you would have is it's yeah. an affiliation with criminality it's for this it's the same yeah. reason that um <clears throat> for example like the whole uh the, it's it's such a cool aesthetic but the yakuza the yakuza style tattooing um, is only just now being sort of adopted by people who not only just now, but in recent history, yeah. um, sort of breaking out of that that sort of assumption of gang relationship right. that comes with it. Right, and it, it's much like you know how people would um, like view Middle Easterners uh, in the in the United States with suspicion merely because of nine eleven, even though there's there's no correlation between the the individuals that these people were targeting or like being suspicious of and the actual attack itself. Right. Uh, the fact that they had some like familial resemblance uh, in some sense to the, the, the attackers um, that all, all that was just used for collectivism. And it's the same with the tattoos, right? It's like, well, it, this person, these people who you have tattoos, um, there is a correlation between them and crime. So therefore now, whenever I see someone with a tattoo, I'm going to assume that they're some type of criminal or involved in criminality in some sort. It's the same type of reasoning. Uh, it it's just applied to, uh, in different aspects, but yeah, it's, it's just like, you see that a lot and it's like, I see the consistent strain and I'm like, Ooh, that's going to lead you to very bad places. If you uh, stay on that road. <laughs> yeah. It, it, it doesn't, it, well, it ends up creating a sort of, um, <clears throat> honestly, it's it sort of, it encourages the very atomism that, uh, that, um, individualists are accused of practicing mm-hmm. where it's yes. like, you, you must reject all who do not fit your your specific values right like and not not reject in the sense that you won't be friends with them i'm not saying you have to be friends with everybody i'm just saying like for example in trade or in in some kind of relationship just just on a very base sort of level and on a very basic um uh not not animals but social level uh that you must necessarily reject that individual uh on a on a on a purely social level um Mm -hmm. Uh, and in because it seems to you without knowing that individual that they don't f- uh, share your values and that's right i i, I, I i'm like I said, it's fine to not want to hang out with people who don't share your values there's not a problem with that right. yeah. but but the notion that they are inherently a danger to you i think is misplaced. the inherent animosity right. that pe- some people view others uh, um with uh, is often in my view just unfounded uh, and it's just based on like very shaky reasoning, like instinctual animal brain uh, type shit. Um, and it's like there's no like when you try to rationally decipher it, it's like there's no there's no there's no there there mm-hmm. for the reason. Right. It's it's these in it's enlarged amygdalas, man. These people just yeah. immediately falling back onto lizard brain fear, yeah, and defensiveness, yeah. Um, 
I've I've never I don't understand that. I, there's a certain extent mm-hmm. to which I think. Uh, again, I, I'm not. I I I don't like. Uh, well, I, I shouldn't say that. I do. I I think sometimes about the psychology of these people, not knowing about the actual psychology of them, but think, but just theorizing about what could cause these kinds of things. Mm-hmm. And it seems to me there's a distinct lack of confidence in people who get that defensive about shit all the time. You know what I mean? Sure. Yeah, yeah, I see what, yeah. It seems to me there's a distinct lack of confidence. Like, you feel, you, you feel as if you can't handle yourself, and, and you, thus you feel as if everyone is a threat. And mm-hmm. I'm not saying, like, you right. have to, like, if you don't know how to fight, you, I'm not saying that shit. I'm, I'm talking right, about right. on, like a, like, a social level. You yeah. feel like you can't hang. You know what I mean? Right. I just don't. I, it, 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 it's not... It's not mind-boggling. It's just disappointing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not. I'm not surprised by it, right? <laughs> like, yeah. uh, but as you said, it's just like really disappointing when you see it, because um, it's like they they've uh, shirked all like rational responsibility when like thinking about these types of things. That's just like, well, if you thought about it rationally, I don't think you would have. I don't think you would you should come to the conclusion that, well, uh, this person looks like a per- another person who did bad thing, therefore this other person should be treated with suspicion. I just think that's a huge logical leap and it doesn't, doesn't really satisfy anything. Um, right. I'm also not one of those guys who, I mean, look, it, it's to me, again, I, I, don't, I don't try to hang out with losers and stuff, and I understand that sure. perspective where it's just like, I mean, there's a dude with, with face tattoos and he's high all the time. It's like, yeah, I don't hang out with that guy. He's not, he's not cool. He brings me down. You know what I mean? Like, like sure. that kind of thing I, I get and understand and agree with. That doesn't mean I think he's a threat. <laughs> right. And also, um, if you don't like someone's personality or their actions or the character, that's perfectly understandable. Like that, uh, that's everyone that like deciphers people by how they judge a person's character to some extent. But when when your your judgment is only on you know um, uh, like shallow levels, like uh, uh, just like mere appearance or something like that, that's when it becomes like more of an issue. Well, the dude dug like, in oh. on the idea of merely having tattoos. I've got. I've got a tattoo. Yeah. I'm going to get right. another one. Like this, right. this idea that this idea that it's somehow indicative of of anything is ridiculous to me. Yeah. Especially again, when every white girl has an infinity sign tattooed behind her ear, right. it's not really right. indicative of anything other than I don't know, maybe yeah. fuck dogs. And how a person interprets uh, a tattoo on someone else is not necessarily the reason or the uh, the intention behind the tattoo on on, on the person's like body or something. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like a per, you can read an infinitely in infinite many interpretations into any type of symbol you want, but it doesn't mean it's going to be the correct one uh, that the person intended to communicate. I will uh, say so. I do make judgments about people who haven't had cover ups done on their typos. On their, oh. on their tattoos. <laughs> I, I will sure. judge you. Sure. You cannot feel comfortable walking around with Desperdo on your arm. No Desperdo. fucking way. <laughs> <laughs> if you're comfortable with that, I don't think we'll get along. Right. <laughs> I'm only half joking. <laughs> yeah, no, I Because there's a guy with Desperdo. <laughs> Wow, I've never seen that before. Yes. I've never seen like a typo that bad before. Yeah, it's really fucked. That's why you don't get oh. lettering. That's why you don't get words. 
Just don't yeah. don't trust it. Don't don't take the risk. Oh, um, you're not going to get a no regrets on your no. collarbone. <laughs> no regrets, yeah. No regrets. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, I just don't. It's it's an interesting thing that is, the the fact that we get accused of being atomists as individualists. I I I, I was thinking about this the other day. I think individualism is dramatically misunderstood. It is completely. Uh, Every time someone attacks individualism, I, I, it's either a straw man or it's like that's just not what I'm talking about when I say yeah. individualism. Like it, it's just not. I'm not saying an atomist can't call themselves an an individualist. I mean, if you're fine, say whatever you want. But, but the... can I can I just like spurg out for a second too? Because <laughs> uh, I, I remember someone was dude, calling me. That's what the show was. <laughs> Someone was calling me an atomist uh, a few months ago, I think. And I've really hit my limit with, with that uh, term just because for two reasons. One is that, as you said, the common answer is that, um, you know, individuals, it doesn't mean we believe we can do everything on our own or that uh, we only value ourselves like an e like, like a, an extreme caricature of an egoist or something like that. Right. Uh, it, it's not like that at all. Um, uh, another reason I, I hate the term atomist is that atoms themselves don't even act like how they're trying to portray atomist, atomism as. Like, that atoms do, don't just, like, atoms are building blocks of things. Yeah, They don't true. just sit in a vacuum by themselves. So, all these people trying to talk, well, he's a social atomist. It's like, that doesn't even make sense. Like, thank you for the compliment, I guess. That yeah. sounds awesome. Yeah, I think uh, people should work together to build things. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. I, I, yes, I am an atomist. I think individuals come together to build larger things bigger than themselves. Correct. <laughs> you are correct. Yeah, that's 100% accurate. I don't... I don't it, it's, it seems to me that... that individualism to me and i guess i should just say this uh, anyway yeah. to define terms but individualism to me anyway when i say it i mean the perspective a consistent mental perspective that places the individual over the collective and by that i'm i do not mean that the individual cannot be social or is not social yes. social living is part of being a person um, yes. What what I'm what I mean by that is the person the individual is never subservient to that social group. The social group exists right. to meet the needs of the individual that make up the group, not right. the other way around. And action and responsibility are on an individual basis. Right. Uh, someone in my tribe uh, who may commit some immoral action uh, does not at all uh, indict me, uh, implicate me um, with that immoral action. Right. Um, so so yeah so like yeah I would completely agree. The the the, the individual it sits above the social group, yes. and it's it, it's not a it's not a uh, the the, but not never subservient to it. You cannot apply right. from the social group the to social, the individual. Right. The social group is an emergent phenomenon of human action, and the action is done individually. Um, so you can't say that well. Uh, you know, unless you're using a very loose metaphorical sense, the tribe itself do, like doesn't act. But uh, well, the, you could say the tribe acts, but only with the, the understanding that the tribe is just an aggregation of individuals. Yeah, um, uh, acting a, a, in a, a certain way. A social action is just a, a, a term describing aggregated individual action. That's right. That's all it is. 
Yes. So it, 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 it to me, and I, and I don't, I don't, I don't see that. I, 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 like I said, like I, like I said to begin, I don't think people understand what it means. I don't no. think people so understand I, what it means say, to be an individualist. I've heard people say, well, collectivism is just people working together for a common goal. It's like, um, okay, well, look, if you want to use that term, then I'm fine with using that. But your, my individualism and your collectivism are not at odds at that point. Right. Exactly. Exactly. You're not you're not making an argument against individualism then yeah. at that point the way that I say it. The way, yes. What I mean when yeah. I say individualism, you're not arguing with yeah. me anymore. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Because I don't know. I again, there's uh, two books. Um, the Moral Animal is one of my favorite books of all time, dude. All time. It's it's so. It illuminates th this kind of topic in such a fascinating way. Um, and there's also The Social Leap, which does the same thing. Uh, the Social Leap... I, I, I consider The Social Leap to be an addendum to The Moral Animal. Uh, in the same way that I consider the book Thinking and Bets to be an addendum to Thinking Fast and Slow. Um, which is also a fascinating book. <laughs> um, but... Those those two books, The Moral Animal and The Social Leap, are are like required reading, man. Like the, those things, mm -hmm. the 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 understanding of the social animal that is mm -hmm. a human, right? The understanding of that creature that comes from understanding um what drives us to behave socially is is uh it's deeper than just understanding what drives us to behave socially is what I'm trying to say. It's deeper than that. It describes our existence and, and our desires in a way that a lot of um, sort of theoretical frameworks for human action doesn't. You know what I mean? Right. And also the root of what we consider to be moral on a social level, if not an individual mm -hmm. level. Um yeah, <laughs> I just, <laughs> I don't know, I always go off on those two fucking books every time this comes up, but I'm not, I'm not against social living. Right, the thing, yeah. The, the thing that made me the most mad about the COVID shit was all the people who were, who advocated for stripping social living away from human beings, calling other people anti-science. God, that, mm, that still makes me mad. Yeah, yeah, it, I don't know. Whenever someone says individualism, I've had so many people talk about like, well, the real problem is individualism. Everyone only cares about themselves. It's like, I, I, I don't know. It's like, when you say that, it, it, for one, I, I, I'm not exactly sure what you mean by it. And, mm -hmm. and two, that it's just not, that's not true. Because it's like, you can be an individualist and have beliefs uh, that are about things that are not you. You you, uh, can, you you have you and yours, even if you are like the staunchest of individualists who couldn't who couldn't give a care for any stranger. You still have you and right. yours. the The idea right. that the idea that the that uh, there's this antisocial level on which this exists is, it just blows me away. Yeah. You you still yeah. have a social life, regardless of of how individualistic you might be. Yeah. Now, whether or not that social life is as rich as it could be is another question, but but that's right. another question. <laughs> right. <laughs> not really not really an issue. I don't know. Seeing this kind of thing, it's and again, it, it reflects what we've talked about before with with the Japan stuff and what we've talked about with the Russia stuff. Yeah. 
the just the way that people um, so easily will lump uh, individual human beings living their lives in with monstrous people just right. because they live near each other. Right. How people view countries is how I view each individual. Like most people will view a country as a singular uh, node of action and uh, they'll ignore all the citizens in there. But the individualists tend to be, take that idea and actually apply it to actual individual actors. Yep. Whereas uh, a lot of other people just say, oh, this is one unified people or something like that. And, uh, you know, you know, what's really funny is that they're actually closer to like, if you want to be disparaging about the term atomists, they're they're the people who view all others as just composites. Exactly. Of some organism of exactly. some unified organism. So they're actually closer to being atomists than I am. That's that's kind of what I was what I was getting when I was saying it encourages that kind of atomism where it's just like yeah. you you can't you 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 shrink your world down to the point that it's only people who agree with you, right? On everything like that's that's atomism. If 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 you want to if you want to talk about atomism as as rejecting sort of the social living, um, that's more reflective of atomism than individualism. <laughs> Right. That idea that you just like break everything down to only those who agree with you and just hang out with those people. Mm-hmm. I don't get it. Speaking of that, though, uh, there's been a lot of saber rattling, man. Oh, yeah. A lot of people threatening to kill a lot of people. <laughs> yeah, and just like openly, just, you know, talking about it. Just like, yeah. yeah. I, uh, I went on a little hunt. I wanted to see what the normies are seeing about this nuke stuff. Mm-hmm. So I, uh, I went on to Google News and I uh, signed out. I was signed out and everything. And I went on there and I decided to, I was just, I was just looking at the headlines, looking at the headlines that people are seeing. Being hunt for Red October. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, Red October, fuck me. <laughs> God, I hope not. <laughs> um, the, the, I, I saw several business insiders really on it. Like they're really, really putting out the fear porn. Um, Ukrainian intelligence claims risk of Russia using nuke is very high. This I don't understand the, why you would want to give credence to this idea. And you were well, talking to somebody stuff. recently. You were talking to somebody recently who said uh, who said that your your disagreement with all of this saber rattling and shit um, indicated that you were an individual who would prefer to uh, live on your knees than die on your feet. And uh, I thought your response to that was great. <laughs> Well, I don't even remember what my response was. Your response was, <laughs> they said, you're that kind of guy. And you said, I'm more, oh. a, I'm more of a, let's not, uh, in hu- uh, let's not something like, let's not wipe in out humanity human and nuclear. Yeah. In the human race and nuclear hellfire kind of guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the Ukrainian military isn't taking Vladimir Putin's nuclear threats lightly. Russian president last week in a brazen escalation, brazen escalation of his war in Ukraine made a thinly veiled threat nuclear warfare warning that this is not a bluff several intelligence experts have since said that the threat of nuclear war remains minimal but ukraine is sounding the alarm nonetheless in an interview with the guardian this week 
Uh, Vadim uh, Skabinsky, Ukraine's uh, deputy intelligence chief, put the threat of Russia using nuclear weapons against Ukraine at very high. Quote, they will likely target places along the front lines with lots of army and per uh, personnel. With lots of army personnel? Should be, I think it should say personnel. And equipment. Yeah. Key command centers and critical infrastructure, Skabinsky said. Skibitsky said, in order to stop them, we need not uh, we need not just more anti-aircraft systems, but anti-rocket systems. They want Iron Dome? Is that what they're after? They want the U.S. to give them Iron Dome? Oh. I don't... Yeah, I, I, what's up? I, obviously, I understand why they're doing this fear cells, and it's like, if they can keep people scared, people are more likely to click on the next story uh, as, you know, updates updates come in. But it, it's also just one of these things that's like, uh, yeah, you, the the um, brazen talk about, yeah, you know, here's what will happen with if uh, X nukes Y, and here's this will likely be the response, and uh, you know, yada yada yada, uh, and, and it's like, and just not even talking about like how horrific it is, just talking about it as if you're reading the back of a milk carton or something. It's just like, oh yeah, these people are not at all giving the weight to what they're talking about. No, and just like that's the thing. It's, it. it feels like it feels like they're just talking about war gaming. It, yeah. it feels to me like when guys sit around a table and, and war game play risk and like, just right. like, Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it, it doesn't, it doesn't seem like they're actually, which I guess should might reflect positively. Maybe they don't actually think there's a threat, but mm -hmm. it seems to me that, that they're not taking it seriously. Yeah. But there, there's many, many stories. One from Fortune quoting that, uh, quoting uh, Ukraine intelligence chief. Uh, probability of Russia using tactical nuclear weapon is very high. Um, in Washington, Putin's nuclear threats are growing alarm. Let's look at CNN. From CNN, oh, CNN's actually quoting the defense secretary. Condemns nu nuclear saber rattling, says he doesn't believe Putin has decided to use nuclear weapons. Um, Forbes two days ago. Here's what you should do in a nuclear attack. Experts say. Oh, nice, very yeah. cool. Get on your desks, kids. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> How about just yeah. stand in front of a brick wall and make a funny pose so your death shadow makes someone laugh? Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like honestly, that's the that's that's probably the best thing to do. Yeah. Try and spread like, a little oh, bit of joy you in your last moments. Oh, it's like, oh, you escaped the blast radius? Well, have fun having, like, uh, fucking mutations all over your skin from the radioactive decay oh, that yeah. will befall you. Yeah, uh, enjoy your skin sloughing off. And the blindness, too. That's a great by yeah. side benefit. Yeah. Uh, the nuclear rain, yeah. It's just like, yeah. Very Biden cool. thinks non-nuclear threats will stop Putin. His military doesn't. That's from Newsweek. Oh, wonderful. United States would, quote, respond forcefully to any Russian nuclear strike, President Biden said, but there's a divide between his administration and some of his military advisors over the role of American nuclear weapons and the most effective way to deter Vladimir Putin. Uh, knowledgeable sources tell Newsweek. Ugh. Uh, it's the closest we quote. It's the closest we've been to the use of nuclear weapons in over 50 years, says one civilian working at the Omaha, Nebraska based strategic command, uh, quote, but I'm not so sure that we're communicating the right thing to deter Putin. Uh, 
Because Biden and his top national security advisors, this is farther down, can't conceive of pressing the nuclear button short of a full-scale attack on the United States, the White House is focusing too much uh, in its planning and its messaging on what it considers to be, quote, usable capabilities, the military officers say. The non-nuclear options include military and non-military measures, including the economic isolation of Russia. I thought they were already doing that. Yeah, it seems like they would have been. What do you think about this, dude? About all this nuke shit? Why is it happening? Why is it happening at all? Have people just forgotten? Yeah, I, I don't know. Well, I, 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 I think I know why the media is doing it. Because it's like there's an opportune time, obviously, with they know that two nuclear superpowers are kind of like having this, you know, back and forth bravado with each other. And they're like, oh, we can probably cash in on uh, some of this fear. That's why I think generally mo- what most of it is spurred by. Um, but yeah, the, the, the apparent lack, what I, what I get worried by is like just the average person and uh, this is coming from Twitter. So take it with grains of salt, but a lot of people are just like, yeah, we should go in and we should, you know, uh, have some like hot conflict with a nuclear superpower and, oh yeah, we're just going to call their bluff. They're not going to use nukes. Uh, and it's like, um, why would you ever risk that? Like, God, why yeah. would you ever want to poke the bear uh, when you realize that poking the bear could end all life on Earth? Especially over Ukraine. This is what I don't understand. Yeah. The, the, the... We care about Ukraine, but us, you know, if they drop nukes, you know, oh well. The self-destructive desire for yeah. uh, Eastern expansion by NATO is right. a it's fucking nuts to me dude they promised russia that they fucking promised they wouldn't expand eastward and they did yeah. and it's like do yeah. you, are you do you want problems right <laughs> you, you 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 agreed that you would not expand eastward stop expanding mm-hmm. eastward this idea, first of all, this idea, this happened under Trump, too. This is one of the things that, what is all the fucking NATO uh, 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 jerk-offery that's been going on since yeah. Trump? Where Trump was talking about, like, NATO doesn't pull its weight, and we're spending too much money on it, and yada yada. And everybody attacked that as if the world depends on NATO. Well, because Orange Man, who was bad, said it. So if he attacked NATO, that means NATO must be good. Bad man attack something, that means attack thing must be good. There I it is. Guess. That's the reasoning. I yeah. guess. No, that, that I, I genuinely think a lot of people are just like very reactionary. And when someone says, when someone they don't like says something in a negative manner against something, they have an immediate urge to go defend that thing. Even if they have no idea what it's about or uh, what it is, they will defend it. And because they don't want to be look like assholes and be shown that they were wrong, they will double and triple down on it um, forever. I don't um, understand the suicidal tendency that people have to to take something like NATO and, and uphold it as if it's the ideal that the UN was supposed to be, for example, right? Right. Whereas I don't... I don't <sighs> Do, well, I, I think they... I think they really see it as like allies versus Axis type thing. You know what I mean? Right. Where it's like uh, that's that's kind of like what their framework is. They're locked in like this World War Two um, uh, like mythology almost, where it's like, well, we have the Allies who are all good, and we have the Axis who are all bad, and then we're just going to, you know, we need to wipe out evil uh, no matter the cost. Um, I, I think I genuinely think that that is like the level of thought that most people give this. 
it, it's such uh, it's such interesting framing to see too the the good guys bad guys framing come out of right. this that that has always yeah. existed right I mean anytime yeah, you have yeah. a a conflict between nations the good guys bad guys framing is always used and sometimes yeah. it's appropriate it, if you're talking about you know Hitler right but yeah. and um, somehow it's always weird how it, uh, the good guys always win in these conflicts yeah how they they're always isn't that funny good guys never lose do they. Yeah, it's weird. Hmm. Yeah. It's almost like history is <laughs> written by the victor. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if anyone's ever said that before. Um, yeah. <laughs> but I, I just can't. I, I, I am. I've become increasingly concerned by how easily led by the nose people seem to be, especially since COVID and since yeah. Trump, really. Um, but I guess, you know what? I'm making the mistake. I am making a critical mistake. I'm allowing history to have started in 2015 because even in yeah, my it's lifetime, been going on for... <clears throat> yeah, even in my lifetime, people were led by the nose after nine 11 too. So I'm, I'm, I'm making, I'm and making even a way mistake. before that. You yeah, know what sure, I mean? Like, sure. I'm just talking about in my lifetime. <clears throat> okay. Yeah. 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 So I guess I'm, I guess I shouldn't be, I guess I shouldn't. I, again, it's, I always, I'm disappointed. I'm disappointed. I'm not sure. Yeah. I'm not shocked. I'm just disappointed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This, I, I, how do you not chafe under that as a person? How yeah. do you not chafe under the feeling of being led by the nose? I feel like a lot of these people like delude themselves into thinking that they're actually uh, that they're coming to these positions rationally and that they're standing on their own to um, come to these uh, conclusions. And maybe some of them are and they're just wrong. But I feel like a lot of them are just being like, you know, led by, you know, whatever the media says and they'll they'll just parrot it. Um, but I think they genuinely self-delude themselves into thinking that, no, I, this, is, this is, you know, totally not just what I heard on the news five minutes ago. I, you know, I think that that is certainly a possibility. But consider this as well. The mm. the the virtue. Right. It's, it's a, yeah. it, to be informed is a yes. virtue. So it's also like social signaling to in a sort of a feedback loop type thing too, right? Right. Uh, because all these other people are saying it, um, and therefore um, all these other people are good, upstanding people, and therefore if I want to be a good, upstanding person, I need to uh, uh, like signal in the same way they're signaling to show that I'm one of them or I'm I'm, I'm like that. Sure. I, I, I That's that's sort of my cynical side coming out a little bit, but I generally think that is the psychology that kind of underlies a lot of people's actions. Certainly. And I think that that is probably, and even if they don't necessarily know it, I think a lot of it might be subconscious, but I think that's a, a lot of times what people do and how like social signaling happens with, in regards to like social animals. I agree. Well, it's an interesting thing. I think it, it, sort of to that point, the, the idea that it's a virtue to be informed, right? That I think it's possible that people aren't convincing themselves that they're thinking rationally. And I, and I think I think all of this applies to some people in some, you know, percentage, right? But yeah, I don't think anyone the, is immune to it, right? Sure, and and also what we're describing, it doesn't have, it's not monocausal, right? Like all of this can yes, be applied. Um, the the it's possible to me at least that that they're not convincing themselves that they're rationally and that they're thinking through this rationally for themselves or whatever. I think it's possible that because being informed, right, is a virtue. Mm-hmm. that their thought process does only go so far as I heard it on the news and that they think is the good thing, right? Right. 
because I'm, yeah. I'm an informed person, right? I, I watched the news and I heard right. this thing on the news. Therefore, uh, that's the correct opinion because that's the opinion that informed people have. Right. Yep. Yeah. And generally anyone who is not within their like in group or something, um, they will look at the differences between that person who's not in their in group. Right. So like, let's say a left wing person is, uh, tends to like, um, idealize like the, the mainstream news, let's say, and let's say a right winger, um, opposing that might, uh, idolize like, uh, well, right wing outlets on the internet, like uh, like you know, alternate media or something Breitbart like that. Or well, Alex yeah. Jones. It's or, not yeah. that the left is inherently opposed to like alternative media, but they will be opposed to it in general because that is what their out group is doing, and they don't want right. to signal. They don't want to like have the fear of signaling to their in group that they are um, you know agreeing with the out group in any uh, specific way or, or lending credence to the out groups um, um, uh, to what the out group is doing to the, what the out group uh, you know be, because then you have this like conflict of interest here um, and it's just it, it ends in like very like messy like social drama and stuff like that and I generally think that people just do not want to rock the boat. Yep. And I think that is probably why people tend to have, like, tend to just, you know, have the opinions they have. And usually some people just will never question their beliefs whatsoever because, well, that, that, that's stressful because that rocks the boat. That may put you in very um, weird circumstances with the people you've grown up with all your life who also just have their beliefs and have never questioned them. Um, so it can be a very, like, isolating thing to, like, question your beliefs and, like, introspect. Um, yeah, I wonder, it reminds me of the, the phenomenon of blue and on, right? This idea that, this idea (laughs) that, and and this is something that back in, back when the, the Trump Russia stuff kind of first started going around where it's the, you know, the PP tape and the dossier and all that shit. Mm -hmm. Um, a lot of people called that as fake from the get go. Right. Yeah. And those are people with whom I agreed. I, 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 listening to the to the justifications for why it's real versus why it's not, it's just seemed fake. And uh-huh. when that was kind of first going off, I'm I'm thinking to myself, and I might have even said it on Dino Files. I can't remember, but the left is being primed to accept Alex Jonesian conspiracy theory to the same degree that Alex Jones listeners accept it. Right. The the people who listen to and believe Alex Jones. Right. The left was being primed for to accept conspiracy theories that if they were coming from the right would be considered nutty. Absolutely. And this we've seen this phenomenon develop now over the over the course of covid and and the Trump administration and and now and to now. Blue and on is a thing now. Mm hmm. This this idea that you've got this contingent of less wing, of left wing conspiracy theory that that thinks the PP tape was real still yeah oh yeah and it, it's such an it's I think and that goes to your point in any case that 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 it's the you know the right and the left both engage in this. Um, it's just with different outlets because blue and on's just repeating what they heard on CNN in 2015. Right. Like that's, that's just what they're saying. But you know, regardless of whether or not CNN is still saying that 
Right. Nobody can be expected to keep up, I guess. But <laughs> yep. It reminds me of that 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 strange sort of thing that that we saw developing back then. Um, oh yeah. And it's it's so fascinating to me how you can prime people to accept that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's very discouraging uh, oh, from yeah. someone of our uh, our inclinations. Right. Right. And it's it makes you it, one thing that I do appreciate about it, though, is it makes you try to be more objective. It makes mm-hmm. you because you yeah. don't want to fall into that, man. You don't want right. to be one of these people recognizing it at least lets you understand or it should that. Well, I'm probably susceptible to it, too. So let me reconsider some of my beliefs, maybe that uh, <sighs> perhaps yeah. I'm you know uh, falling victim to. A hundred percent. I don't want to be one of these people who's talking about the, uh, you know, the fucking PP tape is real. You know what I mean? I, I don't want to be right. one of these guys who's running around here parroting a conspiracy theory from a decade ago that's well and truly just false. Right. Um, yeah. It's and hard, and that's to, it's hard to differentiate against, sometimes. like conspiratorial minded thinking. It's right. just to say that if you want to be a prudent conspiracy theorist, you should be willing to say, now nah, that's just bullshit uh, right. to some of them. Well, even thinking about, I mean, considering, <laughs> I mean, this is one of the things you remember that that airstrike on the uh, the U.S. base. I can't remember which one in Iran or, or that was launched by Iran, rather, the after yes. the U.S. after uh, Trump's administration killed. Oh, what's his name? Who I've forgotten already. Alani um, or is that? Yes. Uh, yeah. uh, and Iran hit that airbase. Yes. Hitting the only part of the airbase that nobody was in and right. and hitting it uh, when normally there would have been people there. Um, right. Immediately. My first thought upon all those facts coming out was like, Oh, that was planned. They said, Hey, you can save face hit this spot at this time. Uh, don't do right. anything else, but right. This will let you save face. Yeah. Cause like if they don't do anything, then they look weak in front of their people. Right. Uh, and you know, they don't want to do that, but they also don't want to, and get like start a hot war over something exactly either. that whole thing came off as planned to me and i still think it was planned i don't, I don't see how that happens unless you I have think it's very possible yeah I, I don't i don't see how that happens unless you plan it out but yeah. again that's one of those it's difficult for me to differentiate between like what am i bringing to it that's like a blue and on style dumb thing you know what i mean right yeah a lot of people, when they have like beliefs that are just wrong, but they're making an argument, uh, or they they're at least making a, a pretty good reasoned argument somewhat through, um, is they'll usually have like smuggled beliefs that they'll mix into their argument that they they don't even know that they're smuggling into. It just seems like intuitive to them. Right. Um, that's often like how people get confused or mixed up or wrong generally when arguing for something is that they have unproven or hidden assumptions within their argument that they don't mind. They might not even are know about or be able to articulate properly. Right. But it's but this base assumption, like yes. a base assumption, assumption that you kind of just skip over uh, yep. without interrogating it. Yep. Yeah. It's terrifying, dude. It's terrifying to see all this yeah. shit with, with the nukes. It's terrifying to see how willing people are to accept it. Yeah, just like, oh, well, yeah, yeah, just, this. oh, yeah, let, let's just go and, you know, invade Russia or, or something like that, you know, or it's like, just let's just go, let's get the uh, big bad Putin man. And, there's, uh, you know, still, uh, there's still people out there saying saying we should fucking glass Russia. It's like, what, what the fuck uh, are you talking about? 
Yeah, that's just... I, I just... I don't know, dude. Sometimes I waver between, wow, the internet's awesome, and wow, the internet was the worst mistake ever oh, created by man. It, it's, <laughs> I think it's both, man. I think it's yeah, both. Yeah, I know. It's it's a the internet. I always like the I always like the idea, and I can't remember where I first heard it, but it's been in a lot of places. This idea that the internet isn't the internet's a neutral force, right? The internet yeah. exists. All it does yes. is amplify pre-existing human tendencies. Right. Yes. Hundred percent. And it it seems that way to me because you get people who are mm-hmm. who are ingenious and they use the internet for incredible things or or, yeah. or people who are very uh, uh, people who are driven right and ambitious yeah. and they use the internet they build their business right um, yeah and then you get people who are uh, who think the PP tape is real right and they put a blue wave and a Ukrainian flag in their Twitter name and they think they're saving the world. Right, exactly. Well, <laughs> uh, you know, we can just wipe out an entire country and face no consequences for it. Yeah. Uh, uh, specifically when they have nukes, right? Uh, you might be able to do that, let's say, in the Middle East, where a lot of these countries are very poor and they don't have uh, nuclear capabilities. But the idea that, oh, well, we're just going to go and glass, the, or glass um, Russia and nothing bad will happen in response to that uh this person is just like deranged yes absolutely it's a mistake dude i think it's a mistake i think it's a mistake not to come out and say shut up about nukes like if i'm if i'm if i'm okay if i'm in any way close to this right Mm -hmm. my desire would be that somebody like biden or a spokeshole for biden if he can't get through the sentence uh, <laughs> would come out and say, look, we understand you're at war. We get it. Um, shut up about nukes. Yeah. Shut up well, about I, nukes. I it was a couple days ago, Biden was saying, we will defend every square inch of NATO territory or something like that. Yeah. Uh, every square inch. And of course, I think uh, Zelensky, and hopefully this doesn't go through, but I, I heard reports that Zelensky was going to apply for NATO membership for Ukraine. Uh, and oh, that'd be yeah. Bad. Well, there that'd was a there was a follow up story to that. I can't remember who had I think made he the got call. Denied, right? Yeah, for... I can't remember who had made the call, but they had said, uh, "Nah, that's an issue for another day, that's, bud." <laughs> that's good. That's very good. Because, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's yeah. That, no, that dude. Yeah, yeah. He's like, uh, again, uh, I think it's like Section uh, Five or Article Five in in the NATO uh, uh, agreement, where like, if any a NATO country gets attacked. All the other uh, countries are contractually bound to respond and help. Yes. So uh, that means that, like, that's how we get into entangling alliances that, you know, we should not be in, uh, for one. But that's how uh, you get a nuclear war, um, quite frankly. That is uh, what I've never understood is this 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 intense devotion people have to this pseudo Bismarckian. Um, alliance making that NATO represents where it's it's this, this kind of thing. It, it didn't... Guys, it didn't work. If you remember right. the Bismarckian the whole defense strategy, right? Where you get the everyone in Europe crisscrossing alliances and all that stuff. Yeah, it led to World War One. <laughs> it didn't... It didn't work. <laughs> yeah, dude, it is... <laughs> Also, the yeah, the idea that you know, 
because uh, it's one thing, right, to, uh, like, if you just want to have trade alliances with other countries, uh, that is perfectly fine. But when, you, when you're in an alliance to the point where your country is now, like, obligated through this treaty to respond with violence for some other NATO territory um, that is currently in a conflict, that just seems insane. Like, that remembering, just, like, of like, course, remembering, of course, that yeah. NATO... Um, uh, I want to verify... I want to get a specific year on this. NATO was established when? NATO was established in 1949. Yeah. Okay. This this idea, right? That that what you're what exactly what you're saying that we're willing to go mm-hmm. to war if someone goes to war with you, was made. This agreement was made in a time when they weren't just saying that; they were saying we are willing to enslave boys and men and send them to war if someone goes to war with you. Mm-hmm. The draft yes. existed. Yes, correct. So it's it's one of those things that it's 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 worse. It's worse than that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yep. It, the 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 motivation behind it is not pure. There's nothing there's nothing here that says that there's nothing here that says uh <clears throat> There's nothing here that that implies to me that this is a moral or worthwhile agreement that should be maintained. Yeah, anyone like just flirting, even flirting with like nuclear, uh, nuclear war is just you should just stop, just stop, just don't. Yeah, like I said, I would, I would like to see when was Article Five, uh, Article Five of the North Atlantic Treaty. Does it not have a year on it here? It doesn't. I'm not sure when Article Five itself was enacted, but NATO itself formed in, in the year that I stated earlier. Uh, anyway. <clears throat> What was I saying? Uh, I was saying something. I forgot what. Well, you were talking about like how uh, they would be drafted. It wasn't just like a document where they would oh, help sure. at the yeah, time. Yeah, there yeah, was yeah. a draft, and uh, yeah, yeah. you know, men would be sent to some, you know, uh, you know, uh, Fuckistan somewhere uh, that's a NATO <laughs> territory, yep. and would have to, you know, go fighting a meat grinder to defend said Fuckistan yeah. uh, from some from, you know, from don't some even know. other country attacking it. For reasons that may not even be good. I mean, think about this too. The, the, yeah. whole, the whole reason behind the Ukrainian thing that's going on now is because of U.S. regime change operations in Ukraine! Right. It goes back to 2014. This is, this is when the United States overthrew that regime. The Victoria Newland call, the 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 Newland call, the fuck the EU call is one of the most illuminating things I have ever listened to, and I listen yeah. to it regularly. It's yeah. it's she said they're just deciding who's going to be the government. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, just you know, a casual conversation. And so it's one of those, the, the, the the reasoning behind it isn't pure. The the, the reasoning behind yeah. it is corrupt. And so the, this idea that I don't know. I, I, I'm wondering, part of me wonders, I've long held on to the idea that this whole thing was about gas. Mm. Right? It's about natural gas. This, this whole thing, uh, the, the, of course, the... the we, th- we didn't even talk about the Nord Stream 2 pipeline uh, uh, yet. Yeah, I know. I was thinking about that. The, 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 uh, well, let's talk about that then. The, I, uh, uh, 
Why are people saying Russia did it? Yeah, it's kind of weird how like, Russia would do it when they can just turn the switch off. What do they get out of that? <laughs> yeah, right. It's billions of dollars invested in a very, very lucrative trade route for natural gas, and this, right. these tensions aren't going to last forever. Why would Russia destroy that infrastructure? Yeah, it, it doesn't make any sense. Uh, you know, Occam's razor here, it makes much more sense that some other foreign power would have done that in order to um, seclude Russia from other countries, right? Because it was obviously going to Germany and destroying their uh, Russia's ability to supply anything to Germany is going to seclude them and isolate them. And then, then that opens up the opportunity for other countries to then offer Germany um, natural gas or uh, in some sort. It couldn't um, be. I mean, it couldn't be a nation that maybe in 2014 would overthrow a country or, or, no, or sponsor a regime change in a that's country. That's just crazy talk, dude. In order to increase Europe's reliance on their natural gas. Yeah, I mean, no, it couldn't be that. Crazy. Couldn't be that. No. I don't. I don't. Is, is, uh, how are people just unthinkingly going along with this? It was Russia thing. It doesn't make dude, any I, sense. No, it doesn't. Right? Because. I don't know. Russia bad and Nord Stream 2 blow up that bad. So bad plus bad equals bad. That means it must be Russia. Look, I'm not I'm not sure it was the US either. Look, it could yeah, have been I'm fucking Ukraine. Sure, but, you know. But the, I mean uh, it's the kind of thing the US would do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, look, maybe, maybe if yeah. you don't want to immediately be suspected of something like that, don't do things like that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, God. Because I don't know who else it benefits outside of maybe. And also, can we just say, if let's it, assuming it was sabotage, which it does appear to be, and, oh, and not by, be. I'm not, not, yeah, yeah not by it, Russia. I, I, I don't buy that it was Russia. Gives, no. The reasoning just doesn't make sense. Doesn't make any sense. Um, they gain nothing. Considering that Europe is already suffering an energy crisis and they had they have to heat their homes and they're struggling to heat their homes the fact that uh, a country would blow up a natural gas pipeline trying to supply natural gas to russia and europe uh, or i'm sorry germany and and uh, like uh, other european countries uh, that is kind of wild and fucked up oh, not yeah. surprising but just you know that's what we're dealing with here oh yeah well it's the same thought process that we just heard from giuliani Yes, yeah, exactly. That if you make people desperate enough, they'll do what you want. Yeah. It's, it's a lot like kind of what we talked about with, with, uh, with oh, Russia yeah, also, in the last um, episode. What? There's also a clip of Victoria Newland. I don't remember when it was. Uh, I'm sure it was a while ago. But there's a clip of Victoria Newland saying that there will be no Nord Stream pipeline if Russia invades uh, Ukraine. Holy shit. Well, there was also, there was the, uh, there was, didn't Biden say something along the lines of, uh, I think he said many years ago, like that too. Yeah. yeah, many years ago, Biden said something along the lines of, uh, something about Nord Stream. It was an, I can't remember now, but I saw it. I saw it. Oh, apparently she said this in form. January. Oh, really? Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Victoria Newland is, has a weird habit of, uh, mere months prior to an event um somehow being linked to it yeah wild yeah like when she hangs out in uh nicaragua and then that country fucking implodes 
<laughs> two months later. Yeah, as we said, I think she's like the uh, the Mothman. Like you just see her in your country, and you know some bad shit's exactly. about to go down. If Victoria Newland's yeah. walking around your country, run, get out. Run. It's about to get yeah, bad. Get out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> shit's oh. about to go down. You yeah. don't want to be there for it. There's a lot of the there's uh have you seen any updates on the Iranian stuff? No, not really. It I mean, it kind of fell uh, out I, of the guess, news cycle, didn't it? From what I understand, um at least this is the um the explanation being given, which is that uh the internet has been cut off in in Iran and it's very hard to get like things out. But you'd mm. think you'd have reporters. You'd think you'd have United States reporters over there documenting video footage and sending it back at the uh, but yeah, you don't see that. Um, I have not heard m- many things about that at all. Not to say that that's not happening, but it, things aren't happening. But I just I have not heard about them. Um, I haven't seen anything. On, either. Yeah. I mean, I guess if you want to isolate people and make it so news can't get out, getting rid of the internet's a good way to do it. Um, yeah, I suppose. But I just uh, I I'm it's it's so strange to me how it just kind of dropped out of the news cycle in favor of all yeah. this Russia shit and the nuclear stuff and all that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's no, there's, there's, I don't know. I, 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 I would love to see Iran. I would love to see Iran come back from the Islamic revolution. Oh yeah. I, I would when, love, you know, yeah. love to see back Iran when, come back from that. Back when it was practically like a, a Western country almost. Like, yeah, you at know, least in like, the, like, at least a in the liberal in the, class, yeah. In, in the, yeah. At least in the urban centers, it was very Western, yeah. and, and they were they were very. Uh, and very no, modern. before anyone said, before anyone might think, oh, they're endorsing regime change. <laughs> you no. know, because you know, someone will think so, there no. might be someone who. Thinks I would, I would like not. for the Iranian people to kill their masters, but not yes. because not because they were told to. Not like the CIA yeah. uh, went in there. <laughs> I would rather it wasn't Victoria Newland on the phone deciding who's leading Iran. Yeah. Right. Like that's not that's not that's yeah. not the good the good ending. The right. good ending is Iran does it for themselves. That's that's the that's the good outcome. And I would love yep. to see it. I, I because the it's it's kind of tragic looking at the history of Iran uh, before the uh, the Islamic revolution. It's kind of tragic what happened. 100%. Because it's, it's, it's a horrifying kind of story yeah. about a, a, a walking backwards into a reactionary traditionalist conservatism that causes nothing but pain. Yep. Yeah. It's, it's really, really upsetting when you, when you read about what the Islamic Revolution did oh, to yeah. countries like Iran. Um, and it's not even to say anything necessarily about Islam as a religion. It's just the the way that the way that theology doesn't work. Theology is not good for human flourishing. That's just not theology. Uh, theocracy. Theocracy yeah. is what I meant. Theocracy is not yeah. good for human flourishing. It just isn't good. It doesn't yeah. work. You can't have you can't have I don't know. You can't have a free people when you're country is a religious order you know what i mean yeah yeah but i guess you can't have a free people with a country either so who cares right. <laughs> <laughs> i guess it's all degrees of fucked but yeah 
I mean, that's a, that's a particularly harsh degree. What happened there? Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, uh, I also saw this. Have you heard of this before? Have you heard of fusion centers? Um, not too much. Not really, no. I, I was uh, mostly unaware of them. Not many people know about this, and the EFF posted a story about the San Francisco Police Department having a, a partnership with the Fusion Center um, that, that made me want to talk about Fusion Centers a little bit. Um, so Fusion Centers are... Here, I need to turn on Java so I can get a... Uh, I need a year on this write-up. I'm not sure. 2008, okay? This write-up from the ACLU... A new institution is emerging in American life, fusion centers. These state, local, and regional institutions were originally created to improve the sharing of anti-terrorism intelligence among different state, local, and federal law enforcement agencies. Though they developed independently and remain quite different from one another, that's less true now, they're working together a lot more. Um, uh, For many, the scope of, of their mission has quickly expanded with the support and encouragement of the federal government to cover, quote, all crimes and all hazards. The types of information they seek for analysis has also broadened over time to include not just criminal intelligence, but public and private sector data and participation in these centers has grown to include not just law enforcement, but other government entities, the military, and even select members of the private sector. These fusion centers, over 40 of which have been established around the country, uh, raise very serious privacy issues at a time when new technology government powers, yada, 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 yada. So, so they're essentially uh, where feds go to gossip. Yes, they are big data clearinghouses that um, that that store and share uh, among law enforcement and other organizations data that is collected from government surveillance and also from private surveillance. They'll buy your Google data. They'll buy your, you know what I mean? The the the, the mm-hmm. sort of spread of surveillance capitalism has has allowed them to flourish in an interesting way. Um. Uh, let's look at potential problems fusion centers present to the privacy and civil liberties of ordinary Americans, including ambiguous lines of authority, private sector participation, um, military participation, data fusion, and data mining. Uh, federal fusion center guidelines encourage wholesale data collection and manipulation processes that threaten privacy um, and excessive secrecy. Nobody knows about these things. Nobody knows these big data clearinghouses exist. And that yeah, they're... they're I, I, do what? I'm not... So, when I was reading about it, I was, it was like... It was one of the, another thing where it's like, oh, I'm not surprised about this. I'm just disappointed. Yep. <laughs> exactly. There's, a, there's an excellent search tool. It's called the Atlas of Surveillance. Uh, Atlasofsurveillance.org. I believe it's run by the EFF, but there's a ton of, uh, of people who... Um, it's the EFF, the Reynolds School of Journalism. Um, you can type in your city in this in this search tool, and it tells you what kind of surveillance shit your city has. So, for example, I typed in Houston, and the results here are: in January 2022, the Houston City Council approved a 3.5 million dollar contract to employ ShotSpotter for five years. ShotSpotter is the microphone array that uses uh, <clears throat> uses the data collected from those microphones in order to triangulate gunshot locations. That's what ShotSpotter is. And it's... Uh, it, but the microphones are running all the time. <laughs> right. Uh, 
Harris County Sheriff's Office purchased a facial recognition system in 2002. Houston Police Department acquired AI site predictive policing as early as 2012, which was still in use in 2020. Uh, the Houston Police Department signed an agreement with Amazon's home surveillance equipment company Ring in 2019 to gain special access to the company's neighbors app. So they're one of the we're one of the many many departments around the around the country with a contract with Amazon that they can access Ring data without so much as a please. Wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> the Memorial Villages Police Department signed an agreement with Amazon's home surveillance equipment company Ring in 2018. Houston Regional Intelligence Service Center is one of 79 fusion centers in the United States. 79 of them. Remember that, that, that mm. ACLU piece that said there was 40 from 2008. <laughs> yes. 79. 79 that we know about. Exactly. 79 fusion centers yeah. in the United States operated by local and state law enforcement in partnership with the U.S. Department of Homeland Security. Uh, and the George Bush Intercontinental Houston Airport is one of 18 airports where Customs and Border Protection is using face recognition technology as of March 2019. That's all that came up when I searched for Houston. It is horrifying. Absolutely horrifying. It further convinces me that I need to rig up. I have, I've had plans to rig up a battery that runs uh, IR LEDs in the brim of a baseball cap. Mm-hmm. For when I walk around downtown. Because <laughs> that'll blind the IR, the, uh, that'll blind most of the cameras. But it's, it, I just, I. First of all, we've talked about before how the government takes care of data. <laughs> yeah, t- takes care of it. Yes. Yeah. We've talked about yeah. the kind of stewards they are of people's data. Yeah. They, they, <laughs> the fact that they have 79 giant clearinghouses full of people's data should be horrifying. I mean, that's, that's as horrifying to me as the Utah server farm where they store uh, all the prism data. Yeah. Or did store. I'm actually not sure. Does this server farm still work? Is that is that place still operational? I have I to assume it, it is. I thought it was, but um, I can double check. That big Utah server farm. I remember when that was that when that information first came out. That is, it was it was, it was huge. Everybody was super worried about yeah. it. Why does nobody give a fuck now? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's just the circles I was running in at the time, but. Yeah, if you type in your city on here, you will find some horrible, horrible stuff. It's it's frightening. It's legitimately frightening how much surveillance there is. Yeah, out there. I believe and it's still up. Makes sense. It was a big investment. Um, one point five billion dollars. Yeah. Oh god. You got to be careful with your data. Got to be careful with your data. Try and keep it out of people's hands. Uh, honestly, this is the biggest reason to de Google. This is the biggest reason to get off of you know. Honestly, this is the biggest reason to get the hell off of Microsoft Windows. They're a, they're <laughs> a they're a big data farm now too. Um, so there's no there's uh, this is it is massively important that you care about your privacy. 
and I've said this before, but the reason it's massively important that you care about your privacy is that the only thing about the Fourth Amendment that protects another weakness in the Constitution, the only thing about the Fourth Amendment that protects uh, any of your privacy in your papers and effects, which includes your cell phone and all, everything, is that it's a social expectation that that stuff is private. If that social expectation that that data is private goes away, Fourth Amendment protections are dramatically undermined. And it's it's very important that you care oh, yeah. about this, about your privacy. It's very important to care about your privacy. Yeah, they reframe it into like, well, uh, if you're innocent, what do you have to hide? Right? Oh, That's God. The, the, they flip the presumption on its head. It's not, it's just like, well, you know, you know Dean, uh, it's like, well, uh, why would, you know, it's kind of like the same, well, why would you take a plea deal if you're uh, if you're not guilty? You know that that sort of thing, or you know, like what do you what do you have to hide? Ugh. Yeah, if you got if you have nothing to hide, you have nothing to fear. Obviously, right? See, yeah. See how well, this works? now? Let me apply that standard when I go like uh, if someone uh, hacked into United States government classified files. If you're not guilty, what do you have to hide? Yeah, if you got yeah. nothing to hide, why are you afraid? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Why, why, why is uh, why are you why have you been trying to kill Julian Assange? Yeah, uh, why did Julian years? Assange have to live in a bathroom for over a decade? If you got nothing yeah, to hide. Yeah. yeah, you guys have nothing to hide. Like if you're not guilty, well you have nothing to hide. You shouldn't be worried. Yeah. Speaking of <laughs> speaking of flipping the presumption, I had forgotten that you had shared this, but we but you did. This is uh, from Gothamist pictures from inside Rikers. Oh yeah. God, yeah, <laughs> shit. Uh, <laughs> What's the deal with these? What, 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 what do you remember? Because you shared this a long time ago. Um, I did. Um, yeah, it was like a week so ago. I, I read it a while back, but it was um, basically um, they were showing apparently the prosecutors who like were responsible for sending these people to Rikers were like, well, I, I didn't know about this. I've never seen this before. Fucking I didn't know they were living in these conditions. <laughs> I don't believe that for a fucking second. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but apparently it was so bad, like people just uh, sitting on floors, like uh, that were floors covered in feces, um, just just awful, awful behavior. Uh, people where like um, uh, when when first aid was administered, there there were no like staff on board, and some of the other inmates had to administer first aid to people. Um, just just awful things. Um, the decontamination showers were being used uh, at, to. Um, isolate prisoners and keep them in isolation for 24 Being hours as like solitary yeah holy fuck the showers yeah you can't lay down in that this picture this no. thing is you cannot lay down in this yeah no holy shit yeah and and of course a bunch of people were like oh, uh you know every, everyone involved was like well i didn't know about this i had no idea uh, in the enhanced supervision housing unit, there's a hallway here with fire yeah. and standing water in it. That's not a hallway. I'm sorry. That's a balcony overlooking probably. Mm-hmm. No, that is a hallway, but I'm not sure what it's overlooking. Standing water. The building's falling apart. They're doing laundry in a bathtub. Yeah. It, with like Tupperware. Holy fuck. 
Dude. Yeah, some of the rooms they're being kept in um, even have, like, burn marks on the doors and stuff like that. It's just, like... People sleeping in shit? Yeah. All over the floor? All over yep. the floor! It's not even a cot. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no. People sleeping on the floor, there's yeah. And, like, Rikers and, is uh, a jail. This is a jail. These people. That's, yes. These, okay, that's why, that's, why, that's why when you said flipping the presumption, it reminded me of it. Yeah, yeah. These people have, are still presumed innocent uh, because they've not been proven guilty in a court of law. They are awaiting trial. And the wait times for trial, guys, I, I cannot stress this enough. The wait times for trial nowadays, dude, you can be waiting two, three years to get your day in court. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not, it's not, you, the speedy trial right is functionally dead. Yeah. There's no more of this, you know, in a couple of months you're going to trial. Mm-hmm. Nah, man, you're, if you're stuck in a cage, dude, you're stuck there for two years. Yeah. Yeah, I, I love this quote from the piece. Prosecutors were left slack-jawed as they watched the presentation. They said, they said, wow, is this real? Is this what Rikers looks like? How are there so many people in one cage? How are they able to move? <laughs> I don't believe for a second that these prosecutors no. were like, wow, that's what Rikers looks like. Here's the thing. This is the thing about that. I don't believe that a prosecutor doesn't know the state of the jail. Yeah. I just don't believe that's the case because you, you would have to be ignoring every defense attorney that's arguing a motion for bond in order to like, that's one of the things if you're trying to get your client out of that cage because of these conditions and stuff, you will have heard about this because it would, would yeah. have been in the motion. When you yeah. had that hearing, you would have heard from the defense attorney what the conditions are like there. So I don't believe for a moment that a prosecutor doesn't know what's going on here. But even if, even if they don't know what's going on here, that's worse. You're sending right. people to a cage and you don't even know the state of the cage you're sending them to. Right. It's worse if you claim not to know. Yeah. <laughs> it's so true. <laughs> I just <can't. laughs> Dude, fucking jails, dude. They they yeah. are they are horrid. A hundred um about 100 staff members were suspended this year for uh, sick leave abuse. Sick leave abuse? Yeah, so for calling out sick, I guess when they weren't sick. Holy shit. So they they're understaffed. They have very few staff. Uh, to accommodate all these people who are sleeping in literal shit on the floor. Another slide, the makeshift laundry shows a filthy trash drain room with buckets of city-issued uniforms, a hose, and a water basin. Motherfucker. Presumed yeah. innocent. Uh, I mean, again, this yeah. is the kind of thing... Look, uh, there, yeah. I, I can at least understand, if don't agree with, but I can understand the perspective right. that, well, if, if this is your prison, well, they're in prison. It's not supposed to be fun, right? I, I, can, right. I can understand that perspective. Yeah. I don't agree with it, but I get it. Yes. These people are presumed innocent. Yeah. This is not prison. Yeah. This is a jail. I just can't... I, I'm... First of all, nobody fucking deserves to live in these fucking conditions, right? Like, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> but even outside of that fact, 
Um, the jail. <laughs> yeah, especially people who are presumed innocent under the law. Yes. Oh boy, I I I I don't. The fucking gall. Yeah. Prosecutors quote never see Rikers. They never see where they're sending people to die. Said, uh, is his name Five? Five Mulem Ak. Oh, I think it is. Or would that be pronounced differently? <laughs> it might be. It's probably. It's probably pronounced differently. I would think so, but it's spelled five. Five Mulem Ak, uh, a former Rikers detainee who, as a panelist for the event, watched the board's presentation. Quote: The purpose was. Uh, when you're sending poor people to Rikers, when you're asking for high amounts of bail when they're poor, you're condemning them to a death sentence, essentially. Um, which is, uh, for at least, what was it, 13 people recently? Yeah. True. I, I believe that was the number, yeah. 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 As, again, innocent people, innocent people. Innocent people under the law. Yeah. Um. Yeah, um... <laughs> A picture of one such individual in a cage shower for nearly 24 hours for solitary confinement. And it's like a small, it's like a personal shower, like the kind of... It's a tiny shower. Yeah, like an emergency wash kind of shower you would have at your job if you work in an industrial setting. One of those, like it's small. You're designed to just be able to stand in it and get rinsed off. You can stand in it. Yeah. Yeah. That is just horrific. Absolutely horrific. And this is from the Gothamist uh, Matt Katz uh, is the uh, the person the reporter who wrote this piece. Yes, and this is all this is from a presentation that was given by the uh, Board of Corrections to the DA, I believe. Yes. Um. Yes. So it's not like these are leaked images; these were given in a slideshow. Correct. Like yeah. this is all part of a slideshow, a slideshow presentation. Correct. Yeah. I just don't. I, 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 the fucking gall. The fucking gall on the prosecutors. We had no idea. Have you not yeah. read the motions? And I'm sure these people have defense attorneys sending you motions. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure these people have defense attorneys who are making you go to hearings to try and get them out of these fucking conditions. And if they don't, then what the fuck are those defense attorneys doing? Jesus Christ. Yeah, the defense will, well, I don't know what's going on here. I This is the first time I've ever heard about this. Yeah. It's, a, it's such a weak defense. It's, it's really like, bad. As you said, it's bad in both ways. Either you're lying or you're just incompetent. Yeah, either you're lying or you don't care. Right. In either case, like, honestly, not caring to me is worse than the lying. Right. Don't lie yeah. with a lie that makes you seem worse. Right. Because <laughs> it's, it's 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 more it is more inhuman to me that you would not even know the condition of the cage that you're locking someone in. Yeah. And fucking. You know, um, oh, sorry. Go, go for ahead. it. No, no, no. Go ahead. I was going to derail it. There was a there, Greg Abbott was talking. Well, I'm derailing it too. I'm sorry. Um, there was a, a a debate between Greg Abbott and Beto Beto O'Rourke the other day, and I listened to it just enough to hear Greg Abbott start making claims about the cash bail reform that has happened in Harris County and how that's led to all this increase in crime and stuff like that. Guys, the bail reform that happened in Harris County was for misties. These people aren't felon. These people aren't uh, indicted for felonies. This was, this was misdemeanor. 
This was a misdemeanor reform of the money bail system. There was no, there's, there's bail for felonies for people indicted for felonies are just as bad now as it's always been. Mm -hmm. So this, this whole, there's this whole line of thinking and it's, I can only speak to the local aspect of it, but I suspect it's the same everywhere that this kind of talk is happening. The, mm -hmm. the, 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 the supposed bail reform shit that's going on ever, at least in Houston, yeah. it's just for misdemeanors. And these people, these people aren't going out and killing people because they're on a, they're on right. misdemeanor bail. What are you talking about? Right. Yeah. They're a flight risk or some shit. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That actually, I, it actually kind of like, um, links into what I was going to say too, um, which is kind of a, a bigger derailment though, but it's, uh, um, this is 10 years now that Ross Ulbricht has been in prison. 10 years. Yeah. I saw that. Ten years. I, I think uh, Spike tweeted about it, I think is what I, is where yeah. I saw it anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that's a thing. Ten years, Ross Albrecht. Uh, yeah. Wait. Uh. Oh, well, hold on a second. Didn't he hire a hitman though? Uh, yeah. Well, it's funny you should bring that up. <laughs> no, no, <I'm> just, whenever <laughs> someone says that to me, I, 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 and I've said this before in the past, and so I, I want to say it almost every time is like he did not, but if he did, I wish he, I wish he had sent one on you. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> uh. He was Just never brought easy. up on that charge. Yeah. yeah, and the charge has been dismissed with prejudice, meaning that yes. they can never talk about it in court again. Yes, they cannot bring it back up. He That's was right. he was never. Uh, I don't remember if he was indicted for it, but it was uh, dropped and dismissed with prejudice. It was brought up at his bail hearing, um, but it actually never went through into the actual trial. Okay. So that yeah, uh, so so no hitman hiring that that can be proven. Yeah. And by the way, that 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 claim is pretty well uh, uh, defeated by the fact that he uh, that claim comes from. We should talk about the root of that claim. That claim comes from mm -hmm. the um, Dread Pirate Roberts account. Um, yes, a picture of the Dread Pirate Roberts account, right? Uh, yeah. Supposedly having these communications. Yes, and. There is no proof. And this was after. This was also after um, federal agents had access to all the passwords on the site. Right. They had. It, they were already compromised. Yes. So there is no proof that that was Ross Ulbricht. Correct. As Dread and Pirate even, Roberts. In that, that would picture. not even be enough. That's right. That would there would not even be enough proof, even if even if the site was not compromised. But even knowing that it was compromised at that point, that in, that introduces even more doubt. And the claim the that he was the only one using DPR is not true. That's correct. It's not true. He was not the um, only person with access to the DPR account. The the um, Curtis Green, the person who um, uh, was even like. The person who was supposedly being, the hit was being taken out on, um, which is fake, supports Ross and um, says that, no, he at one point even was DPR. Yeah. So there's no there. There is no there is uh, which is probably why it was dismissed with prejudice. There is no proof right. whatsoever that Seth Rich tried to hire a hitman, which means he is guilty of one thing. You mean Ross Ulbricht? I'm sorry. Yes. My bad. Ross yeah. Ulbricht. What did I say? Seth Rich. Oh fuck! Why is Seth Rich on the brain? Why? How, yeah. how did that? Seth Rich, are you here? Are you here, Seth Rich? <laughs> Seth, Rich. Seth Rich. 
Why is Seth Rich on my mind? Uh, okay, Ross Ulbricht. I apologize. Ross Ulbricht. The, the, well, there the, was a Seth Rich thing um, in the news. Uh, was there? Because I, I yeah. think I remember seeing something. Let me. Let but me they also they I've also look kind of alike in my head. Sure. Like, like they they're they're sort of both you know you know they're both bearded white boys. So it's yeah. Kinda... <laughs> white boys with short beards. Um. So they they kind of they kind of stitch together in my head a little sure, bit, I yeah. think, visually. But yeah, uh... the only thing that Ross is guilty of then is uh, what what did they officially charge him with? Was it was it facilitating it was drug the king, distribution? The kingpin charge was what they really got him on. That was the big one. Yeah. Um, so it the, the kingpin uh, charge is uh, conspiracy to essentially uh, um, funnel drugs that that is the main uh, part of the kingpin charge that's how they get that is how they're able to get like um, drug runners in Mexico on like really steep um, charges is from that yeah yeah conspiracy to traffic in uh, in substances illicit substances yeah yeah I'm not sure if that's what it's actually called but that's probably close to it um right so and and, and, and to be clear Ross himself never actually uh, uh, you know, sold drugs himself. And oh. also he also never, uh, there's people right now who host websites where drugs are sold uh, right now yeah. in America. Ross, uh, Ross built a website. <laughs> yes. Ross That's what Ross did. Ross built a website that people could do whatever they want with. And some people yep. decided to use it to sell drugs. Yep. I mean, it, it's, it's, <laughs> That's the only thing, but the only thing that he is guilty of or found guilty of legally is that is that conspiracy that the the whole uh, the the whole lie about him. Well, I mean, here's the thing. Even if it's true, there's no evidence for it. There's no evidence to support a conviction that he that he tried to hire a hitman. I don't think it's true. Yeah, I don't think it's true. And there's certainly a lot of evidence that it is not true, but even if it was, there there would be no evidence for for their conclusion. Right, um, right. You can't support yeah. that. Um. So, yeah, ten years, man. How do yeah. you do? How do you do ten like, years? Ten years of a double life plus forty sentence. Um. That is because that is what he is charged in. Uh, how the, did uh, he catch? Double life. There are there are child rapists who are going to get out in forty. Their child rapists were going to get out in twenty, yeah, or less. Oh yeah. How do you how do you catch double life for starting a website? Yeah, it's, it's boggles the mind, and, and I, I think we've talked about this on the show, but I'll never get tired of talking about it. Um, the people, uh, or the judge, sorry, brought up his philosophical beliefs as a reason why she did not buy that he had changed his mind or that he was penitent for his um for what he had done she said that his beliefs his libertarian beliefs because ross is a libertarian his libertarian beliefs um were very dangerous and she was not convinced that he had abandoned his beliefs right before she sentenced him punished for having a political social philosophy that's right that's right I would love to read the appeal papers on that. Cuz there's no way yeah. that didn't there's no yeah. way that didn't come up. I might try to pull that appeal. Cuz there's yeah. no way there's yeah. no way that didn't come up on appeal. If that's if the judge said that and that's on record. That's a fir- that is a first amendment um infringement Absolutely a first amendment issue. Yes. Yeah. 100% that's a first amendment issue. If you have yeah. somebody saying that your your philosophy 
means you deserve more punishment. Your your political right. position means you deserve more yeah. punishment. Um, I I uh, I don't see how that's not a First Amendment violation. Yeah. It 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 uh, it must be. Yeah. So I I would love to see what that appeal looked like. Yeah. I might see if I can find those documents. Court listener probably has. Yeah, it's uh yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, if no one has, uh, go to freeross.org, uh, sign the petition. It's almost at 500,000. Um, I, I, I can understand, you know, you know, not think a petition will do much, but if it hits 500,000, it's in the very top of all signed petitions, um, on change.org, which, you know, uh, may at very least may get more people, more eyes on the case at the yes. very least, you know what I mean? Yes. So, uh, if you can, if you can, uh, go do that. It's, uh, it's a very worthwhile cause. Uh, and yeah, yep, it absolutely is. And speaking of worthwhile causes, um, I, I had shared this in the topics as well. Volunteerism in action, uh, an yes. organization to whom I donate monthly. Um, they are running a, let me find their tweet. Here it is. Um, they are running a, uh, hurricane Ian disaster relief drive. Uh, people are being devastated. They say people are being devastated by Hurricane Ian. We're raising money to help with emergency services and putting lives back together after the storm. Please donate. Uh, that is viaction.org slash Ian. You can donate to that fund. Volunteerism in action is a great organization. Like I said, I donate to them every month. Stuff. Oh, they're, they're wonderful. Absolutely wonderful. Um, and you can also, one of my favorite things about what they do is you can, when you donate, you can choose what program you would like that money to go toward. Like you can yeah. look at what programs they have and you can choose which one you would like it to go toward. I don't do that personally. I think everything they do is worthwhile. Um, but the, the, you absolutely can if you want to. Imagine having control of where your money goes to and you can... Uh, yeah, it's wild. Yeah, amazing. Imagine, imagine being able to say, "Hey, if I'm going to give you money, I want you to spend it on this." Yeah, yeah, it's it's glorious. It's absolutely glorious. I love this organization. I don't talk about them enough. Viaction.org uh, for the disaster relief. Viaction.org/ian. Um, and of course the Seth Rich, uh, uh, Seth Rich motherfucker. Why is that happening? Ross Ulbricht. I, yeah. <laughs> why is that? Why is he on my? I gotta. I gotta go look it up. I must have seen something that that stuck in my brain. Um. Yeah. Uh, of course, the Ross Ulbricht petition as well. That's on change.org. Yeah. Um. Yep. Yeah, uh, yeah. If you go, just go to freeross.org. The petition will be linked right there. It'll link you to the change.org petition. Freeross.org and viaction.org/ian help some people out. Uh, make you feel good at the very least. Um which is the major reason that human beings do such a thing. I'm not going to go off on that today. Uh, <laughs> um, okay, is that it? I think that's it. That's I all just, I have. I just scrolled up and down the topics. I think we got everything today. Yeah. That doesn't always happen. Usually miss something. Yeah. All right. Well, Jackie, are you here? Where's Jackie? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I just saw it again in the topics chat. I, I can't get over it. It's been really funny if his uh, White House, uh, um, uh, God, what, what, what's her name? 
I forget her. You just said it earlier, and I completely yeah, forget. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, Frenchy. It's funny Frenchy. if she had said, "Well, where is Jackie?" Yeah. Well, well, where is she then? <laughs> yeah, where is she? <laughs> she should have been there then. Yeah. Where... <laughs> oh All right. Well, uh, do you have plugs? Yes, you do have plugs. What are your plugs? Yeah. Uh, oh, and I do have a, a little thing uh, we can talk about. Um, so, yeah, I do have plugs. Um, Ace underscore Arcus on Twitter. My Substack is Ace uh, or Ace .com. But I also have a thing where um, we will now we now have an official Twitter account for the show. Oh, we um, do. You can go yes. follow. So, if everyone goes on Twitter and follows T E T C Show on twitter that is the official the end times continue twitter account and and we will be um um the, that twitter account will announce uh like episode drops every week uh and you can go follow that and that'll be a good way to stay up to date with the show yes get your show yep. updates there and uh we might also put things like the following didn't you go on someone's show recently oh yes thank you for reminding me yes i was on jeremiah harding's show uh recently um in, at insanity is free on twitter um, and I talked about some uh, uh, allegations that were uh, <laughs> um, lobbed at me uh, recently, and what a bunch of like uh, lying uh, liars they are. So fucking go uh, pussies. Yeah, you can go it. ahead and uh, you can go ahead and uh, check that out uh, too. And yeah. Yeah, yeah, thank you for reminding me about that, too. Yes, absolutely. I, I'm Harding... very bad at remembering that. Oh, I know. I know. That's why I reminded. Um, it's all good, though. Can't be expected to remember everything. Um, Jeremiah Harding, Insanity is Free. I haven't talked to him in so long, but I first linked up with him. He's on an early episode of Dino Files, very early, back when it sounded like shit. I do not recommend you go listen because it doesn't sound good. But um, <laughs> I remember him from the Tumblr days when Tumblr was where libertarians and anarchists hung out. Was that a thing? Was the, the people were libertarians on Tumblr? Bro, it was called Freebler. Oh my god. This was like 2010 <laughs> through 2013 or so. Uh-huh. That I was there at least. Maybe even a little bit later cuz I I think I was still there in college at least when I was a freshman. The so probably up to about 2013. But it was yeah, it was called Freebler and Jeremiah Harding had a massive massive Tumblr account. Okay, huh. Yeah, yeah, that's where I first talked to him was like way back I, in the day. <laughs> it's it, it's it must have been approaching if not a decade ago. Which is horrifying to think about. Yeah. They, <laughs> yeah. How long we've all been on the internet. <laughs> but yeah, man, Freebler, that was the fucking thing, man. Uh, I I don't remember what We're going to bring it back. Yeah, we'll bring, bring it, it back. back. <laughs> I don't remember what caused the exodus. Make Freebler great again. <laughs> I don't remember what caused the exodus from there, but eventually everybody just went to Twitter. But I don't yeah. remember what caused it. It was before it was before Tumblr banned porn, so it wasn't the porn ban. Mm. But it just kind of fell apart eventually. Uh, Communism Kills was part of that. You know her? Uh, I think I do. Yeah, she's she's a big Twitter account, but she was she was part of that. Yes, yes. Back in the day. She was always more okay. conservative, but she kind of ran in similar circles. Yeah, it, it was, uh, that, was, that was the early days of a lot of like big libertarian accounts was on Tumblr. Okay, huh. I never cool. knew that. 
It was pretty cool back then. I mean, it's it's still it was Tumblr, right? So it was dorky as fuck, but it's cool. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um. Yeah. So that's excellent. I'm glad you went on his show. I like Jeremiah. Always have. Um. He's excellent. Uh. Yeah. He does a lot of good work. He really does. Um. And he fucking hates pedophiles, which is he does. Yes. Which is an important an important factor for your conversation with him. Um, Yes. Exactly. Yeah. He really yeah, super yeah. I, I guess, duper hates pedophiles. Yeah, I, I guess I can just bring it up real quick here at the end. I'm not going to go into it too deep, but uh, some certain people, I'll just name them. They, they're public. Uh, it's not like I'm uh, exposing them. Um, Top Lobster on Twitter and also Toad, um, uh, if, you, if you know those guys. Um, uh, they lobbed allegations at me that I, was, uh, defend, I had a history of defending pedophilia. Um, which is complete and utter uh, dog shit. Um, but, you know, they, they put out those uh, those uh, allegations, and I basically went on his show to respond to them. And, uh, yeah, that's what happened. They're a bunch of uh, no-good liars, and, mm-hmm. yeah, that's it. Go listen to it. I was very I was very excited to see there was one person whose name I forget now, but they, uh, they saw that, and they went searching for their Twitter account. Uh, do it. NCR Anarchist. Yes, that's who it was. And they went searching through your Twitter account to try and find it. Yes. And came up empty-handed. All, all they could find yeah. was when you had had conversations about about other things that were that are tertiarily related, but they weren't... You've never defended pedophilia. Yeah, I was very happy and very pleased about that. Um, yeah, go, go follow NCR Anarchist. Uh, uh, that, that was great because he did his own independent investigation on it uh, um, and came up with nothing. Went, looked for himself or herself. I don't know who this person is. Yeah. Uh, went, looked for themselves and found that you've been incredibly consistent on saying that pedophilia <laughs> is no good, very bad thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's not. <laughs> I don't fucking get it. I don't get it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's very bad I, I don't like it <laughs> it's terrible awful yeah. Uh, yeah you've been incredibly consistent on that and people saying otherwise are yeah. trying to stir up shit and or discredit yeah. you for some reason Um, yeah. which yeah, I, I just don't get it in any case yeah. Uh, yeah so go listen to that Jeremiah Harding you also have yep. uh, Ace uh, Ace Arcist on Twitter, and I always forget yep. your Substack link. Is it Ace or is it Ace Arcist? It's Ace Arcist.substack. Ace There's no underscore Substack. on the Substack. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm excited. I'm, I'm I'm gonna listen to that Jeremiah thing. I haven't had a chance to yet, but I'll listen. Yeah, to it was good. Um, because yeah. I like him and I like you. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, Dino Files on Alternative Internet Radio, ARD.io. Uh, and my friend, Pacing Joska, yeah, on Twitter, J O U S K A. I'm not allowed to have a Twitter, but he is. He's a cool guy. Yeah, he's a cool guy. <laughs> he's okay. He says he he, he gets angry and says angry things <laughs> on Twitter. Yeah. Um, and sometimes there are threads. Honestly, I've been I've been talking a lot recently about, or Pacing Joska has been talking a lot recently about um some of the legal stuff, some, some of the uh, criminal defense stuff, some about the criminal justice system. Uh, and plus also 
uh, free that Hellcat Red Eye that those cops turned into a fucking pigmobile. I am so goddamn upset. I would rather see that car wrapped around a tree. Dodge Hellcat Red Eye. They they turned it into a fucking cop car after they stole it from somebody in civil asset forfeiture, and they turned it into a goddamn cop car. Yeah, I'd rather you know. Obviously, I'd rather see it return to the victim. But absent that, I'd rather see it destroyed than in their hands. Yes! God! That car deserves so much better. It's a beautiful machine. Ah, it made me so angry to see uh, that. I don't know why. It's, 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 it, it, it legitimately did yeah. kind of piss me off. I'm half joking. But it, it oh, legitimately yeah. did kind of piss me off to see it. Because I'm like, that's somebody's car. And that is a beautiful yeah. car. You stole somebody's yeah. gorgeous car. And you turned yeah. it into this piece of shit. Uh, frustrating. Yeah. Anyway, that's that. So that's what he does. Pacing Joska. J-O-U-S-K-A. And uh, I think that's it. Is that all? Oh, what's Jeremiah's show called so people can find it? Oh, God. Or is it just I, his I live stream? I'm blanking it. I think it's just his live stream. Yeah. Uh, I think it's a, yeah. I know he had on. a, I know he had a show that was named back in the day, but I think it might just be his live stream now. But he's, insanity is yeah, free, let so you me... can find him. Insanity. Let me uh, double check because uh, I feel awful not uh, not knowing. Hold on. Jeremiah talks. Was it Jeremiah talks? Yes, it was. Oh, that might be it. It was Jeremiah. Might, talks. Yes, thank you. Okay. Uh, and you can find that on YouTube, and that is where that stream is. I'm gonna go listen to it probably just after this. Um, all right. Is that it? All right. That is it. All right. Thank you all for listening. Peace. Later, guys. <laughs> Thank you for listening to another episode of The End Times Continue. For links and other information, come see us at TETC.show.